0: Dear listener, it's a great day that you choose to join me this as Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Please keep tuned to this station until the end. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mange. This is your favorite NLF program with interesting segments just for you. But when will be having a family segment by Maureen Kwamboka? Today she'll be talking about being dispensers of grace. Thereafter we'll be having a Bible segment by Brother Steve Rundo. Today's topic is about examining God's promised blessings. Let us now hear from Advent homecoming in symbol with the song and the glory of the Lord. You've been blessed with that lovely song. Thank you for keeping me company. Let us now prepare to listen to Maureen Kumboka. Welcome, Maureen.
1: Dear Listener, We want to welcome you to this marriage series the abundant life that is based on john 10 verse 10 where jesus said the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i have come that they may have life and have it to the full dear listener i believe that that fullness of life also extends to our marriages and today i want us to discuss on how we can be dispensers of grace. You see, in our frailty as human beings, it is often easier to see the speck in our spouse's eye rather than the log that is in our own. We should never neglect to give the grace that is unmerited favor to our spouse that we expect our spouse to give to us at different times. It tells us in James 1 verse 19, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Can each of us honestly claim that we conduct ourselves in our married lives as we are told in this verse to do? Well, I will be the first to confess that sometimes I get that concept jumbled around. There are times that I speak before I should and become quickly angry and yet slow to listen to what my spouse needs me to hear, which is just plain wrong, because that's not how you build marital bridges of understanding. You know, it's a way of tearing them down and building walls between us instead. In our marriage, we are learning how to better relate to each other, but it's good to be reminded of scriptures like these, so we straighten things around the right way if needed. In our everyday walk in our marriage, we need to be careful not to bristle over situations that really won't matter that much over the course of our married lives. It would be good to ask ourselves if we are slow to become angry with our spouse as God is with us our heavenly father is our perfect example of this as is described in psalm 103 verse 8 it says the lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness so therefore ask the lord to help you not to major on that which is minor in the bigger scheme of things and ask him to help you to be a peacemaker in your home not picking up offenses so easily jeremiah 33 verse 8 says they sinned against me but i will wash away that sin pastor max lucado in the devotional book everyday blessing says the following about that verse and this is something we can all learn from the next time you see or think of the one who broke your heart look twice as you look at his face look also for his face the face of the one who forgave you. Look into the eyes of the king who wept when you pleaded for mercy. Look into the face of the father who gave you grace when no one else gave you a chance. And then, because God has forgiven you, more than you'll ever be called on to forgive in another, set your enemy and yourself free. Our prayer today for you, and also for, for us, is that together we'll strive to be dispensers of grace rather than vessels of criticism and unforgiveness. Uh, we pray that together we will work to make our marriages a living testimony of the grace of God. Something else that Dr. Lucado said in an interview article titled Grace Matters is important to remember in how we give grace and forgiveness to our spouse. He said, I learned that the purpose of my marriage is not for my wife to watch over my kids and take care of my homes so I can advance a career. That's the ultimate display of self-centeredness. I'm so glad my wife forgave me for forgetting that. And he continues to say, A good marriage is a canvas on which God can paint a picture on how he is able to bring harmony. It's so God can unite two hearts so that somebody somewhere can look at that marriage and say, Wow, look at the work God did there. And that includes a whole lot of forgiveness and grace. Second Peter 1 verse 1 to 11 is a challenge for all of us. To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of god and of jesus christ our lord and then he continues to say his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness through this he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires and he continues to say for this very reason make every effort to add your faith goodness and knowledge self-control and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our lord jesus christ but if anyone does not have them he is near-sighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins therefore Be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray that you have a blessed day and that you will be a blessing in your marriage.
0: Hope that you've that family life segment. This is the new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Do not forget to send us your thoughts about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 422 100 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnierobi at ek.adventist.org Let us now hear from Advent Homecoming and symbol with the song Hear My Prayer. Oh Lord, Thank you once again for staying tuned to our station. It is time for the Bible segment. Brother Steve Rundu, welcome and bless us with the word.
2: Examining God's promised blessings. Our key text today comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 25 to 26. And I will read, Worship the Lord your God, and His blessings will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you, and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. I will send my terror in these verses, God promises blessings. He promises health, fertility, and relief from sickness to those who truly worship Him. Although these blessings are clearly material, and God does take delight in providing such benefits, which we can find also in Malachi chapter three, verse ten to twelve, this passage should not be taken as a proof text for a health and wealth gospel. The idea is that if we have an adequate faith. God will bless us with well-being and prosperity. Scripture does make a general connection between faithfulness and well-being. But there is no casual connection in this life. Psalms chapter 73 verse 1 to 14. In fact, God is able to fulfill the desires of our hearts even if and when we struggle financially. We can see this also in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 18. And the clear teaching of the New Testament reveals that we must be willing to suffer with Christ now in order to share in his glory later. That is Romans 8, verses 17. The terms prosperity, theology, and health and wealth gospel are basically synonymous. Both refer to a system of teaching popularized by a number of preachers who teach that it is God's will for all Christians to experience earthly prosperity. The argument is that the Lord will bless an individual who truly believes with both physical well-being and material affluence for the person's own enjoyment. If an individual in faith sows a financial gift to a Christian ministry, that person is guaranteed to reap a hefty financial return. If one is sick or in financial straits, it is evident that this person has experienced a failure of faith. Biblical scholar Craig L. Bloomberg voices three specific criticisms of how prosperity theology mishandles redemptive history as it interprets Old Testament passages for modern-day Christians. It takes a unique covenant with Israel and her land and applies it to the church in a way the New Testament never does. It misses the fact that even in the Old Testament, it was not a covenant with an individual but with the whole people, as the nation and especially its leadership were more obedient than not, then the nation prospered. It ignores the truth that even though there are in individual promises that resemble the broader covenant, there are plenty of countering data. Two, that many pious poor and the many wicked rich that appear throughout the Old Testament. Faithfulness to mission. notes Pastor C. Nell Strait implies that money will be a factor in the stewardship equation but a factor of service rather than of selfishness. It is not by accident that growing churches are sharing and giving churches. How can we, or you also, understand the meaning of this passage in its context and original setting? Think about this. What other scriptures can lend insight to the understanding of what it means to be blessed by God? Do you find that your perception of your actions and lifestyle are colored by the idea of prosperity theology? And if so, then in what ways? These are points to act on. With a group or a mentor, discuss how choices are affected by your conscious or unconscious belief that your actions will result in God's blessings. How does your culture reinforce this belief? Discuss how and why God blesses or does not bless His people. Use this discussion to bring your thinking about blessing more in line with scriptural teaching. Brethren, let us pray about us so that we can understand God's blessings, so that we can examine them more cleanly, so that we can be able to avoid the superficial preachings that do not really necessarily relate to God's teaching on his promises. Remember that God blesses us all, not because of our actions or our deeds, but because he loves us. We only stretch out by faith to reach his blessings. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Almighty God in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you for your promised blessings. We even thank you, Lord, for you have loved us and blessed us whether or whether or not we have given to you, Lord. But, Lord, we know that we can stretch our hands in faith to you, Lord. And at times our faith is tested by how we can give to you. Help us, Lord, how to examine and understand your promises. Help us Uh, So that we can be able to disregard the fake teachings of give, plant a seed and you shall get, the teachings of prosperity, and the teaching of health and wealth. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. For I have prayed, trusting, and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. (music)
0: We are grateful for the time you have accorded us today. Let us meet right here at Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Do not forget to send us your views and comments about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422 100 Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us through Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I have been a presenter, Samuel Wang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed.